Wait a minute, I hear something. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Dr. Movie, where I'm driving down the road and dodging idiots in cars while I try to talk about movies with you. I, I don't think this one's going to be a very long episode. Well, I mean, normal length is 15 minutes or so anyway, so I believe this one's going to be a little shorter. And I, I'm, I'm trying to figure out where to classify this movie. I think I'm going to file this under what the heck did I just watch? <laughs> it's kind of where I want to put this one because uh, I'm just as confused as I was when I first started watching it. Yeah. I am talking about the Italian ripoff of The Exorcist called The Return of The Exorcist. <laughs> I mean, don't don't try to hide what it is you're ripping off here, you know. Let's go ahead and just, you know, make it obvious. <laughs> you know, no no hidden hidden words here. Um and again, this is this is what I love about the Italians because you know, what are you gonna do? Sue me? Whoopity do. It's funny because I never even knew this existed. And uh, as, as much as I'm a fan of the Italian stuff, I mean, there, there's still a lot of stuff I don't know. And obviously this one slipped under the radar. And I can see why, because it is not, you know, it's not a heavy hitter here. I mean, you're talking about, um, I would even say closer to like Joe D'Amato level, well, not even really that good. Uh, this, is, this is extremely shoestring, uh, let's make a quick buck and uh, let's make kind of a naughty film, right? Uh, this one's obviously got a lot of skin in it. And it's got its moments. And it says it's from 1973. The, the Americanized release, I think, was 75, so a little later on. But if this thing came out in 73 and The Exorcist came out in 73, dude... I don't know if I've got an exact date here. It just says it just says seventy three. Uh, but you talk you talk about cranking it out. Hold on, I got an ambulance going by. There we go. And uh, I mean, I'm just wondering. Did, did you know? Did the movie come out and they already saw it was like going through the roof, and then they just jumped on it as quickly as possible? I mean, I know that's what happens, but I'd really like to see a time frame. I can't do it right now while driving, but uh, it's got a 3.8 out of 10 on IMDb, which, yeah, that may even be, you know, forgiving a little bit, uh, and it's not. It's not a bad film. It's not a great film. Uh, but it's, you know, I, I think the acting and everything is pretty decent in it. It's overdubbed, so you can't really, you know, base a lot off of that. 
But it's not just like absolutely terrible dialogue or anything like that, which usually is what you get with these kind of movies. Um, let's see, where are we at? Uh, let's do a synopsis. An archaeology student photographer. Wait a minute. Let me just try that again because I'm trying to drive here. An archaeology student photographs a mysterious naked woman by a waterfall. Yeah. So there you go. I mean, you, that's that's the start of the movie. Uh, unaware that she is a female demon called Hagia or Hagia. If it matters if you are a fan of Robert Lagia. Her name is Hagia or Hagia, whichever you want to pick. Who soon takes possession? Let's see, a, de- a female de- demon called Hagia, who soon takes possession of him via a cursed amulet. Yeah, I mean, they really kind of took some Rosemary's Baby, you know, devil worshiping, getting together, getting all naked, having. There's a lot of orgy in this movie. I wonder if there's a a normal cut of this that probably shows a lot more because these people are not afraid to get naked with each other. I'm just saying. And, uh, you know, they're all rolling around and knucking on each other. And, you know, there you go. Uh, as far as the cast, there's really nobody to talk about. A uh, bunch of people I really don't know. Richard Conte is the exorcist Jean-Claude Vernet you don't see many Jean-Claude you know out there but Jean-Claude Vernet um, was in what was he in he was in a Fellini film which one was it Uh, Fellini's Casanova there you go so that's really the only thing I can think of that he was involved with. We got uh, Sonia Viviani. Don't really know anything else that she's been in. Maybe I'm wrong here. Uh, was she in City of the Living Dead? City of the Living Dead. Yep, there you go. Oh, she was in those uh, Lou Ferrigno Hercules movies too, or the second one. So there you go. There, there. I mean, and then your rest of cast is, you know, people that are forgettable. Uh, I mean, there are a bunch of naked people. I, mean, that, I can tell you that. But yeah, I mean, uh, getting into this one, uh, it's really confusing. Uh, this dude, he's a photographer, I guess. He's He's got some pretty cool hair. And he goes out, he's taking pictures of nature, and all of a sudden there's this naked chick. He takes a picture, and then as soon as he takes a picture, she's gone. And then I guess you get the story kind of in reverse because he's in a in a hospital bed and he's freaking out and they're calling in the doctors. Doctors say they can't nothing they can do for him. They're gonna put him in a in a, a sane asylum because they don't know what else to do with him. And obviously he's all jacked up. You know they didn't really go for any kind of makeup special effects here that I could tell. I mean maybe I'm missing a little bit, but. He's just kind of, you know, making contorted faces and and overdub voices of, you know, stuff that people think demons sound like, especially from Italy. They don't sound anything like what we heard in The Exorcist. It's more like, yeah, that'll show them. You know, it's somewhere between uh, uh, Bugsy Malone and and, uh, Tweaky from Buck Rogers. (laughs) 
It's just a weird um, kind of demon voice. Even though it's supposed to be a female, which I, I guess, again, if, if you're playing off... They, they kind of did the old switcheroo, right, with The Exorcist, because you had Reagan in the original, and in here you've got this dude, and his sister is worried about him, and we find out his sister is a nun. And, you know, again, there's... there's the thing that was bothersome about The Exorcist was the fact of it's a little girl and all these sexual connotations that happen are perverse, even for a grown-up, but it's a kid doing it. And here, I don't know. I mean, you kind of get the thing where we see this Hagia lady, like, attacking another woman and ripping her clothes off, and then it turns into the dude, right? So, again, he's being possessed by... I think it's even his own mom he does this too so this this movie is trying to push those buttons but it's just kind of eh, you know um and again it's 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 kind of hard to follow because you're kind of telling the story partially in reverse you know because you're getting backstory of how it all happened and there's this amulet that he gets and it burns a symbol into his chest and that's marked him that lets it know that he's got the beast in him you know, because you got to have the, the mark of the beast. So it's, you got a little bit of the, uh, the omen in here too, right? Which really hadn't happened yet. But, uh, you know, it's the whole mark of the beast thing. And, you know, his sister is trying to fight for him to survive. And she comes in and, and he's like, hey, can you untie my hands? Because I'm, I'm, I'm being tortured here. And she ends up giving in and unties one of the hands. And he swings and knocks her frock off. I, I, whatever you want to call it, her headpiece. I, 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 I don't know. It's not a frock. I don't know what you call it. Uh, she's not Chief Wahoo McDaniel, so it's not. I guess it's a headpiece. I don't. <laughs> I don't know. You can let me know what it is the nuns wear on top of their heads. You know, it's the headdress part. Again, I, I don't know. I'm. I'm not from a Catholic area. We don't. We don't see that here. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know what we call it. Anywho. And th this is the extent of him being, he's torturing his sister by, by knocking her headdress off. And, I, you know, I, I can't really tell you where it goes from there. It's just kind of the same over and over. And you think things are getting worse, so guess what? They're going to call the exorcist. And the exorcist shows up and they have a, a showdown and, and, you know, that's, that's kind of how this thing rolls. And, you know, you if you're expecting The Exorcist, you're not going to get it. <laughs> um, there is some bed movement and things like this that is a little more like bumper cars than it is, you know, the, the act of what we see in the original where it's kind of levitating or banging on the floor. Here it reminds me of, I don't know if you're familiar with the TV show The Monkees. You know, the old 60s here. Here we come, walking down the street. There's a scene where they're pushing this brass bed out in the street, and it's kind of spinning. That's kind of the effect you get here. That's kind of what it looks like. We're just missing, you know, Mike Nesmith and, and the guys, Peter Tork and them, spinning the bed around. That, that's kind of that's kind of what we're missing here. Um, and, you know, you, you get this thing where he keeps, when he's, when he's in the, process of 
I don't know, losing his mind, becoming possessed, whatever you want to call this. He keeps walking out of the house and walking to this ledge. You know, obviously you got to have your house on a mountainside because that's the cool thing to do, right? And he stands there and he's got this, this crucifix that his sister keeps giving him that he, that he wears on a necklace and I think he throws it away. No, actually it's the, I think it's actually the, the amulet that he throws away, but it's, it's kind of like the monkey's paw thing. It keeps coming back, right? And, um, yeah, but does he really need it? Because, again, it's kind of burned on his chest now. But you keep thinking, okay, he's going he's gonna to jump. He's going to kill himself, right? Well, you get through the whole thing where the exorcist gets there and fighting the demon. And then, you know, then we get the twist of everything. And I'm not going to tell you what it is because you might, you just might want to check this movie out. Um, it, it, you know, obviously I clicked on it for a reason and watched it, so you may want to do the same. I don't know. But uh, if you do, I'm, tr- I'm going to try to not spoil it for you. Um, but it's pretty obvious what's going to happen when you, when you get towards the end of this. Um, I will say... It doesn't copycat the ending of The Exorcist too much. It does have a little different twist to it. So uh, I'll just leave it there. I, I wonder if the new Exorcist movie, the what's it called, The Believer, which I'm sorry, I'm just I'm not interested. It just doesn't. I don't know. It, it, don't, it, don't, it This appeals to me more than that one does. And you know, again, my opinion. I could be totally wrong. I have stuck by all the other Exorcist movies, but I'm just not into this new one for some reason. It's just not reaching out to me. It's kind of, well, I say I stand by all the other ones. I despise, I despise the second one, you know, Exorcist 2, the Hedrick, Hedrick, head, Headdress. Exorcist 2, the headdress, which should have been, that's what this one should have been called. Maybe that's what they were shooting for now that I think about it. <laughs> Maybe they just misunderstood and America was going to try to remake this movie and make it Exorcist 2, the headdress, and we got an even more messed up movie. Um, anywho, <laughs> uh, I've been through part three, which part three is possibly my favorite out of the whole bunch for several reasons. You know, I love George E. Scott. Uh, Then you've got your prequel stuff that came out, which was, they were a mess. They were an absolute mess, but I still appreciate what they were trying to do. Uh, Didn't hate it. I've only watched them once. Never went back and watched them again because, to me, they were just, they were predictable. I knew what was going to happen. And I feel the same way about this one. So I'm just, I've kind of, I've given up the ghost, people. That's the best I can say about it. But anywho, that, we're talking about something totally different here. We're going to talk about what I think about the return of The Exorcist and should you watch it or not. Um, I'm going to give this a, and this is being lenient. I'm going to give it a two out of five. Because, again, I'm still not sure what I've watched. There, there's things in here I'm just... I, I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of a skin flick. Lots of nudity. Um, 
lots of scenes that are supposed to shock you, but just kind of fall a little flat. They're, they're more trashy than they are shocking. I think that's the thing, right? It's that Italian sleazeball sexual thing that you kind of just, you know, and hey, I mean, I, I can't say that I'm not a fan of that. I grew up watching this stuff. But for an Exorcist movie, you know, if it was called The Sexorcist 2, this would be a hit. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I'm going to give it a 2 out of 5. Um, enter at your own risk. I, I, I can't do a good job describing this one because either there's just things that I missed or I just didn't care. And I'm just relying on what I saw and trying to make it make sense to you. So that's all I got for this one. It's on Tubi. You can watch it for free. Check it out if you're interested in this kind of flick. All right, folks, that's all I got for this one. We will check you later.